0: Welcome to the Justin News Podcast. My name is Justin Cross, and today my guest, he is a Democrat running for the United States Senate in the great state, the natural state that is Arkansas, currently running against Senator Tom Cotton. Josh Mahoney, thanks for being my guest.
1: Uh, Justin, thanks for having me on, man. I'm excited to be
0: here. Uh, I am too, and and I got to ask, I mean, so so this is uh, probably a very basic question, but as somebody who, I've never visited Arkansas. And I'm watching one of the campaign videos you posted on Twitter. Uh, it was it was one you were just asking for some grassroots donations, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago or so. And uh, you said a word that really made my ears perk up. Uh Arkansan. I
1: yes.
0: I now I, for I know you and I are just meeting for the first time, uh, but for those who listen to this podcast uh, and those who know me, uh, I am. Not a smart man, okay. But I swear it was. I always thought it was Arkansas, but apparently I'm wrong. It's Arkansan.
1: Well, you know, what? It, 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 that makes a lot of sense to think that, though, right? <laughs> uh, so, so typically, like in Arkansas, we refer to ourselves as Arkansans, and you'll see Arkansas now and then still. Okay. But uh, you know, it, it all goes back to you know how do you pronounce a Kansas? Or, or like the state of Kansas, uh, it was an Indian, excuse me, or American Indian word, but then when it got romanized, they kept a French spelling with uh, uh, English romanization for an American Indian word. So you have such a weird conglomeration of languages coming together to do Arkansas and then Arkansan, which is, you know, I, I have no idea which route was taken in uh, Consideration when we started to be Arkansans instead of Arkansasers. That is
0: that is good to know. And by the way, you just saved me about 15 minutes of Wikipedia research right there. So,
1: <laughs> You're welcome. That's what, you know, some that's people. Because <laughs> yeah, you get asked that a lot, you know, and we've got a lot of people that move to the area from other places in the, the northwest part of the state. And they're like, so why is it Kansas and then Arkansas? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why is it not Arkansas? <laughs> and so I, I had to make sure I had my answer right on that as a representative <laughs> of the state.
0: Well, well, you you've educated me and and you've saved me about 15 minutes before I go to bed tonight. So I'm going to have to find something else to do. But uh but that's uh <laughs> some people read I, I I read Wikipedia pages, so not as much books, but no, um so let's, 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 let me ask you about why you're running. I mean, you have this campaign out now uh, against going after Tom Cotton, and I love it because it it is it's got all the elements you need. It's got you know clips of Tom Cotton re- talking about repealing the Affordable Care Act, town halls where voters are saying that they're going to vote him out. You've got uh, my favorite part—the Darth Vader music in the background. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's got all the like you know you throw in a little fire and brimstone. That is, you I think you you would seal the deal there. But um, it's a it's a really good ad, and I think uh, Tom Cotton has has been pretty terrible. But uh, the worst insult I have to say. Uh, within sort of you know your your attack on him is that you call him you call Tom cotton the Ted Cruz of Arkansas uh, that is just cold my friend like like what I mean that to me is is that means that a he's not very well liked by his constituents there and B uh, at least according to to maybe Tom cotton's former college roommate uh, he does not wear a lot of deodorant. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, am idea. I right I there? Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's one of those things, too. You know, there was a poll a, a while back that came out that said, you know, Tom Cotton was now the least-like person in the Senate, replacing Ted Cruz. And it's a, a great shorthand to explain to people that aren't in Arkansas how he's regarded. You know, a, because he's so absent in Arkansas, a lot of the people that don't necessarily – Uh, agree with me politically that might fall more on the Republican spectrum still don't know who Tom Cotton is in a sense of like what he's about because as soon as he got elected to Congress before he ran for Senate, uh, you know, he really never came back to Arkansas except the campaign against Mark Pryor when he ran for Senate. Other than that, you know, nobody knows what he's about. It's very interesting. They they get all the fear-mongering and things like that, but, you know, nobody can hold up like what he's done for the state. And uh, he always seems such a uh, vitriolic person that I, I think the uh, connection and connotation there are, are pretty
0: appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, no, and it, he sounds a lot like, there's a guy out here named Devin Nunes I'm, fair, I'm sure you're familiar oh, yeah. with, but it, it seems like he's got kind of a similar reputation where he's he's been able to maintain his office, but uh, at the same time, he doesn't seem to come back very often to see the people who voted for him to, to that office.
1: Uh, exactly. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, so you ran back in uh, 2018 for a, a house seat? Is that correct? Yeah, I
1: sure did. I sure did.
0: In in so I'm curious, like, what was it that you learned, and um, in and why, you know, why was it that you wanted to run again? Is it just because you like taking road trips a lot, or like what what exactly got you back in the mix?
1: <laughs> I mean, the road trips, don't, you know, I, I do enjoy them. It's not my primary reason for running, but we got a great <laughs> state. It's always fun to go visit people and. You know, try everybody's local food because there's always something excellent in every community we go to. Uh, So that's definitely a perk of the the campaign. But, but you know, uh, when we got into the 2018 cycle, uh, you know, there had been a a diaspora of Democratic talent from Arkansas. You know, when Bill got elected as president, a lot of the people that would have ran for office in the generation uh, between his and mine all went to be staffers in D.C. And so they didn't mentor anybody because they were in Washington. And then a lot of the people that ran our campaigns and things like that also moved to Washington. And so we kind of had this, uh, you know, a few people really trying to hold up the Democratic Party. And when we got to 2018, it was so many people doing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of all hands on deck, let's figure this out as we go. And uh, it was it was a lot of work. I learned that I'm definitely a masochist. Uh, <laughs> you know i mean it, it, but but it's a lot of fun too it is very rewarding because i'm a solutions driven guy and i'm a non guy you know my entire background is trying to be a service to people particularly making sure they have access to education and access to jobs that are going to give them the salary they need to have a prosperous life and uh those are the things that really brought me into the policy side of things as well the Northwest, the Northwest Arkansas Democratic-Black Caucus asked me if I would consider running against Steve Womack for Congress in 2018. Yeah, And you know, This district's been red since uh, 1966, so it's a plus-19 Republican district. Um, and so we knew we were in a hard race to begin with, and uh, I'm still really proud of how everything turned out. We did a great job fundraising. We added uh, 17,000 votes to the Democratic side that we didn't have before. And, uh, you know, putting that effort in, we got a lot of good support for our dedication uh, to taking on big tasks and having good policy and being mindful and thoughtful of the people we were working for. And so when we first got approached about potentially running against cotton, you know, my wife and I took a long time to think about it, but we felt that it was the right thing to do. And. Kept kind of laying the groundwork and laying the groundwork and then suddenly we're you know officially doing this mm-hmm.
0: and and she, she was on board with it huh she was
1: you know what she is uh, my wife is awesome her name's is Rhiannon uh, we met here in Fayetteville we've been married for uh, five years we've been together for about seven and uh, she is brilliant far smarter than me and uh She's probably the one should be running for office. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, she's definitely more organized than I am, and I, I certainly couldn't do this without her. Although I'm sure she could do it without me.
0: She's she's your Michelle Obama. She is. Uh... I mean, she is.
1: She <laughs> is absolutely. Um... But, uh, maybe Michelle Obama is brought to in, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, well. I guess my real question is like, what? How did the dogs feel about it? Because.
1: Yeah. You know, honestly, they love the attention of the people. uh My German Shepherd, he's a bit older, so we don't take him to do parades and things like that because he's his legs just get tired. But uh, the corgi and our cattle dog, uh, we were in the uh, uh, Pride Celebration Parade here in Fayetteville you know, last month, and it's a huge parade 15, 000, twenty thousand 20,000 people show up for it. And of course, we walk the dogs in the parade, and they think that everybody's out there to cheer for them while they're walking, <laughs> and oh, uh, you should see their faces. Just, and they look around and I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are loving this walk just like I am. This is yeah. great. Yeah. So, you know, the, the dogs are definitely on board, and they love people just as much as I do. Although uh, my cattle dog does get tired of riding in the truck after a
0: while. <laughs> podcast is brought to you by a Democratic firecracker, Tim Ryan. While he may look like he's constantly fighting off acid reflux, he's really just straining to find ways to improve the lives of everyday Americans. Also, there might be a little reflux in there, one can't be sure, but mostly it's just the bubbling acid of American freedom, Tim Ryan. So, so besides being a good husband and and dog, dad, uh, and and not being a huge fan of Tom Cotton, what does what does Josh Mahoney stand for? Like, I I, I did notice you know I went to your website and you don't have any of your your like kind of key issues laid out. I'm wondering right. why that is exactly.
1: Well, so we're going to do a big official kickoff starting next week, and so we'll have our policy going up at the same time. Uh, but you know the things that i'm really interested in working on really tie into my background again i want to make sure that people have access to education where they live uh, and that can be college that can be trades that can be certifications whatever's going to help you have those skills to build a uh, quality of life that you want that you're willing to work for where you live and you know the thing about arkansas is we love our state you know there's not a lot of reasons people to stop through here but if you ever do it really is one of the most beautiful places on earth and everyone is immensely friendly and uh, we're very practical and we look after each other and if somebody uh, grew up in McGee, Arkansas and they want to build a life in McGee, Arkansas without having to move from there I want to make sure that they have that opportunity and uh, when I look at Arkansas because we're fairly economically challenged I left out of the South you realize that Uh, You know, people are working very hard every day just to get by, and nobody's showing up to stand up for them and making sure that they have wages equal to their hard work and they have that access to opportunity in the rural parts of Arkansas, the rural parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So that's really what I'm about. Uh, And, of course, beyond that, making sure that we have equality and equity, that everybody feels like they have access to the American dream and uh, that they will be able to build that life where they can be proud and that their children will have a future ahead of them. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and I know that obviously uh, Bill Clinton was, was the governor from from Arkansas, but like, it's still yeah. obviously got to be tough as far as uh, being a Democrat in, in a state like Arkansas. Like, I'm originally, I, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, which um, is a fairly conservative town within Florida, you know, but like, <laughs> how do you stand, like, how does a Democrat, you know, I've I noticed in the midterms, uh, you know, you had Beto, you had Stacey Abrams mm-hmm. in Georgia, um, Gillum in, in my home state. Uh, you know, people from all over. I talked to Tabitha Eisner, who's um, a Democrat in Alabama. How does a Democrat like yourself, like how do you, how do you do just you know a little bit more, uh, and and be able to turn a state like Arkansas blue? I mean, what kind of me- messages resonate with? Uh, conservatives there? Because I imagine just the word Democrat rubs people the wrong way. In a-
1: you know, it, it certainly can. Uh, but, you know, in a place like Arkansas, something that happens here is we start talking to people, and I don't think it was ever an intent, but again, you know, when we, we send out the Democratic Party uh, because we were so fortunate to have President Clinton go to Washington and, and work for everybody. Uh, we weren't in people's neighborhoods. We weren't knocking on doors in rural communities and letting people see what a Democrat is. Of course, you know, we let Fox News fill in what a Democrat is for people. And so I think for someone like me in Arkansas, it comes back to building that trust between me and all the people that will vote for me and all the people I will represent, knowing that I'm there to work for them. I'm not there to work for corporations. I'm not doing this to run off in D.C. to forget about people. You know, my role Uh, that I want to share with everybody and hopefully they'll get into letting them know that I'm going to be here to make sure that they have the quality of life that they want to work for. Mm -hmm. And I think that personal touch, though, is what it's going to take. Um, And it also means that we're going to have to have a ground team that's going to be an extension of that, too, where it's personal and it's connected and you feel like there's a line of communication between the people of the state and me as an individual, so they know they can
0: ask me for help when they need to. Right, right. Well, and, and you mentioned a couple of things in there that I want to follow up on, too, because you you talked about how uh, you know alluded to the fact that Tom Cotton works for the corporations. He's, I think, got somewhere around three million dollars in the bank. Um, obviously, it's a lot more than you've got right now. I know it's early on and everything. But how do you like what is your strategy for competing with big money you know and and how do you how do you mm-hmm. you, you talked about the ground game but like what exactly does that mean because is that campaigning all the time going to different towns is it just or is it a social media strategy like what is kind of what what is what is your plan going forward you know i know again it's early on but what are your thoughts there well
1: i think it's a little bit of everything and i, I know that's a how- a blanket answer that doesn't give specifics. But I, for me, doing this full-time, I'm going to go to every town that I can. I'm going to meet everybody that I can. Uh, but, you know, on top of that, it means making sure we've got a great field game where we've got people out knocking doors every day and making that personal touch. Uh, one of the things that's great about Arkansas, though, is we're a very cheap media market. So, you know, we're obviously running off of low-dollar donations from individuals. I was really proud of this last cycle. The last cycle, excuse me, last quarter, average donation was thirty-three um, dollars, and, and I think we'll keep building up with the small-dollar donations. But the reason I point that out, though, is there's only so much media you can buy in Arkansas, and so even a few raises, because won't have as much money as he wants, mm-hmm. uh, if he spends twenty million dollars, it's not going to look different than eight million dollars in Arkansas, because right. uh, there's, there's only so much that you can put on the air out here, whether it's in front of YouTube or on uh, cable television or on Pandora or Spotify or anything else
0: like that. What's a mm-hmm. little bit more about your background? Like you said, you've worked in nonprofits, and, and education's a big thing for you. But um, tell folks a little bit about who, who may not know you and, and how you got started. Like, um, you know, how, how did you get started? What What is your background?
1: So, you know, my family's always been very dedicated to education in different ways. My uncle was a legislator in Arkansas. Uh, For a very, very long time, and he championed public schools in the state. My mom um, got very involved in helping fund small projects for teachers, and that grew into where she helped design a program called the Murphy Promise with Murphy Oil in my hometown. Murphy Oil put up $50 million that paid for everyone's college that graduated from the Alberta public school system when I grew up. And, uh, she ended up on the state board of education, uh, NASB, the national association of school board of educators. So these are the people I grew up in in my life and seeing the impact that education can have, and, you know, and all different levels of people in society. And then my dad passed away on I was And then my family is also very involved in the natural resource industry. Mm-hmm. So I started working in that, uh, the business support that I inherited to make sure I was taking care of my mom. And, uh, <clears throat> quick. about two years ago, I showed my last interest in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, very grateful that that business was there to take care of me and my mom, but I'm very interested in sustainability, so okay. I was also kind of a little relieved to so move away from the business.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, those are the things that influenced me, but particularly like, I was at the Arkansas Senior Parent Scholarship for so about 10 years, and uh, we share a lot of organization. We give out about 1,400 scholarships a year. I led us through a redesign to make sure that we're trying to get to about 2,500 scholarships a year. And those are for mostly single moms living at the poverty line to make sure they have that access to education. Mm -hmm. And uh, as chair, I led us through the redesign to make sure that we were catering just as equally to trades and certifications. and We raised about uh, $5 million to carry out that redesign, which was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And those really, all those together, uh, kind of shaped my approach to policy. So I felt like I'd done it as, as much as I could on the nonprofit side, and now it was time to see what to do on the policy side.
0: Mm-hmm, right. You know, you've talked about, um, you know, being on the campaign trail last time around, but I'm wondering, I know obviously you wanted to talk about issues that matter to you. You want to talk about education and health care um, and, and rights for the LGBT, LGBTQ community, um, And and also about how. Tom Cotton sucks, but uh, how much does like Donald Trump come up on the campaign trail? I mean, is that something that gets brought up and how much do you bring it up yourself and, and talk about it? Because I feel like it's no pun intended, it's the elephant in the room that, that you know, I imagine has to be brought up sometimes.
1: I mean, it comes up a fair amount. I don't get asked that much from Republicans as I do Democrats. Um, but you know, it's really interesting in Arkansas uh, where Trump talks about jobs. And working for people. Even though he doesn't do it, he still has that rhetoric of going to the factory and saying, yeah, if they move this factory, I'm going to tax these people out of business. Things like that. Right. Cotton doesn't have any of that. In fact, uh, just a few weeks ago, Georgia Pacific, is a paper mill in the southern part of the state where I'm from, announced plans to off uh, 600 people. Uh, now, I guess who owns Georgia Pacific? Uh, it's the Coke family. Right?
0: Ah, yeah. Okay.
1: And, you know, Tom Cotton is a, a packaged Coke product, if there is one. <laughs> and so, it's very interesting. <laughs> uh, you know, he doesn't show up to talk about protecting jobs for that businesses in the state, because typically, those people that own those businesses are also his funders. Mm-hmm. And so, we have a very, very. uh Good ability to draw a line in the sand between Tom Cotton and Donald Trump because Cotton is not showing up to talk about protecting jobs. He's not showing up to talk about protecting our farmers from tariffs. Uh, in fact, he's belittled them for their struggles. Right. And uh, he can't do that to people in our state.
0: Right, right. Um... Yeah, I am. I'm to be more disliked in in your state than uh, like Ted Cruz is is in his state. I feel like is. A, I mean, I guess that's something you want to frame and put on your office wall, but uh, maybe.
1: Oh, it already is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. It's not. It's not. But it, it's it's definitely something that gets repeated.
0: Yeah. Well. Uh- Podcast is brought to you by Joe Biden's revolutionary new health care plan, Joe Obamacare. Joe Obamacare, It's different, we swear. Take a word for it, and don't compare. Obamacare. Treat those shingles with our catchy jingles. I'm actually taking a, a road trip myself. I'm going. My girlfriend is moving to Mississippi for a year, and so I will be possibly stopping through your home state, possibly through Fayetteville. Can you give me a couple recommendations if I want to stop, maybe grab a beer, go to a restaurant, uh, go see a park, go for a run? G- give me a mm-hmm. couple mm-hmm. recommendations, because I've never been to the state of Arkansas.
1: So if you, you know, you may end up everywhere a little bit because we're in the Northwest corner right now, but Fayetteville... It is a college town, University of Arkansas here. Uh, it reminds me of what might be a ski town without uh, the ski sets or, or something like a mini Aspen.
0: Okay. But
1: I would send you over to uh, Maxine's Tavern. It's uh, a bar that's been in Fayetteville uh, since you know my parents went to school here and things like that, and it's named after the lady that had it. Uh, and she seems passed away, but it is the very much the cool local guy that everybody goes to. Awesome. Oh, uh, and I tell you what, though, Crystal Bridges, uh, the art museum, is down the road in Bittenville.
0: Okay. And
1: uh, if you make your way up here, you would have to stop by Crystal Bridges. Uh, it is probably the largest collection of American art in one place, and uh, the grounds there are rather beautiful, too. Um, Those would be my top picks for you, but otherwise, I would make sure you get out and enjoy our countryside and our nature. Uh, There's Devil's Den and some places like that that are uh, beautiful hiking locations where you can go out in cliffs and see valleys and things like that. Uh, When you look at my website, if you scroll all the way down, there's a a scene of kind of a cliff overlooking a valley of green trees. That's Hawksville Craft that's out in that area.
0: Wow. See, I thought you just did that in front of a green screen. I was like, that does not seem real. There's no way that's Arkansas, but it is. That
1: that is a real place. (laughs) So, Real quickly, though, Arkansas is really diverse in terms of its geography because up here we have a lot of mountains with the Ozarks and things. And then when you get to the eastern part of the state, it's all Delta Mm floodplain. And so that's where all of our farms are and things like that. So you can go from the very, very mountainous part of the state to
0: you know, places flat like Kansas Where you can see for miles and miles You know, I was I was actually in uh, I was in Napa Doing some wine tasting And I met a guy who's a real estate agent Matt, if he's listening uh, I won't give away his last name But I, I hear he's on a lot of uh, okay. like Billboards and benches and stuff like that But he was talking up He's from Fayetteville And he was uh-huh. talking up Fayetteville And I was like, dude, you're, you you got to be out of your mind But now I talk to you and you're like an Arkansas Yelp page, you know. Like you're giving me all the cool <laughs> spots to go to. Yes. All of a sudden, I'm like, "Damn, I gotta, I gotta." You know, maybe we were gonna go through Texas, but maybe we'll make a little, you know, we'll reroute a little bit.
1: But you might you, you would definitely enjoy coming We've got beautiful biking trails too. Uh, it is a very, very unique place here, and the entire state. Yeah, you know, if you ever were on the side of the road and need somebody to help you, this is a place to do it. People are going to show up and they'll take care of you and look after you. Um, it's one of the things about Arkansas. We don't have a lot, but uh, we definitely have each other and we look after each
0: other here. Well, I uh, I think it's a great note to end on because um, I am fired up to come to Arkansas now, and uh, I'm fired up to uh, to get this get this podcast out there and let people know about you because um, you sound like a a, a great guy and uh, very smart and you're gonna. I hope I hope that I hope you kick Tom Cotton's ass. I really do. I, I um he is he's let's just put it this way, like all across the country, he's he's got the Ted Cruz stench to him. So um it would be fantastic if you if you uh took him down.
1: Well, thank you so much. You know, it, it's a fight worth And I, I'm glad that I get the opportunity to do it.
0: Well, we'll so, um, please do come through.
1: We'll see you soon, Justin. it's gonna be awesome.
0: Exactly. Well, if 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 I uh, maybe I'll, I'll try. If we come through Fayetteville, I may I may hit up your uh, your staff there and just you know see if I can do a drive by and say hi. But uh, sure, that would be perfect. But uh, get a little picture or something like that with you. But, um, Josh, thanks so much. Um, and where can people go? Um, you are taking, you know, grassroots small donations, and um, I'd certainly be remiss if I didn't help, you know, get that promo out there. Where can people go and uh, learn about you more? Uh, obviously, they'll listen to this entire podcast because because we have a, we've got a little bit fan base out there. But like, where else can they go to find out about you and donate to your campaign?
1: you know, our website's com and uh, Mahoney is spelled M-A-H-O-N-Y. Uh, You'd know, normally see it spelled M A H O N E Y, but that's not how my family decided to spell my last name when I came over from Ireland. But uh, yeah, so JoshMahoney.com. Please stop by and thank you for uh, spreading the word about us, Justin.
0: I was I was going to say maybe maybe you buy up JoshMahoney.com and you add, you get the E in there just in case or so that it redirects to your. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think we did do that. I know I bought them. I have to make sure they redirect. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check. Okay, all we are right. We're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be googling that later. That's, that's true. When I, when I was looking you up, I, I wanted to add the e so bad, and I was like, no, no e, no e at all.
1: Just in the of existence when print stuff, because people will get things and send it. Like we made a typo by accident. Yeah. And then they'll put an e and send it back, and we're like, no, no, no.
0: Oh, well, thanks so much, Josh, for, for being on the Justin News Podcast and um, great, uh, great luck to you uh, in, in the next few months. Thank you so much. Months.
1: Justin, thank you so much and uh, I hope we we'll talk again soon.
0: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Josh. All right. Bye.
1: Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.
0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Lester Holtz Hairline. Receding since 1994. Hashtag Sevenhead.